That's bluesman Chris O'Leary blowing hard on his new album, The Hard Line. This is Chris's sixth album and his first for Alligator Records, a label that means a lot to this former Marine and vocalist for Levon Helm's Barnburners. I'm, uh, I'm really excited. Uh, I've, I'm thrilled. Yeah. Uh, you know, as, as a blues fan, all my heroes were on Alligator. Right. All of them, pretty right. much. Cotton and Big Walter and Carrie Bell and William Clark and the list goes on. Yeah. Junior Wells. Uh, so being an alligator is like a dream come true. Very cool. And did they approach you? Did you chase them down? How did it happen? I did most of the chasing there. Good on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, uh, he came out to a gig that I had in Chicago. Um, Bruce Iglauer did. And, right. uh, and I noticed him in the crowd and on the end of the set, he came up and introduced himself. And I was like, holy, holy cow. So uh, we, we struck up a conversation and um, that's, op- that opened the door and right. then the pandemic hit. And uh, all I did was write music. I wrote a whole mess of songs. So I just started, I recorded them and I would start sending him songs. And eventually he was like, all right, you get me 11 that I like and uh, we'll talk about a record. So cool. 30 songs later. Nice one. <laughs> you were inspired, later. motivated. Yeah. <laughs> so does it make a difference uh, as a musician, the label and the, the business behind the record when you're thinking about making the record for you? Yeah, it does. Um, uh, I want to say with Alligator, the, the business definitely makes a huge difference because I have a full for the first time, I mean, my labels before were Biztone and Showplace, and there was like much smaller organizations and there wasn't much support. Now I have a whole team behind me. Right. Um, but it's mostly, I feel like I'm sort of indicated all the work because it's alligator, yeah. you know, um, that's the, for me, that's the main thing because it's a, it's a realized dream come true. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I got, let's see, the first alligator record I got was Sun Seals. It was a Sun Seals live record. Right. And I was a kid. You yeah. Know, I was, um, so being on alligator alone is probably my, it's, it, it is, it's like vindication. Very you know? cool. Very cool. All righty. So uh, you mentioned that you had like a, a lot of songs, 30 some songs to plow through. And it looks like <laughs> you've, you've written everything. You've produced the record yourself. You have a lot of players on it, but it's still, it looks like you making all these decisions kind of on your own. Did it, is that how it felt for you? And how did you go about making those decisions? Um, as far as picking out the 11 songs, that was Bruce. Okay. <laughs> Good on you. But as far as, as far as writing them, yeah, that was me. Yeah. Uh, um, the, the record was recorded. It's the strangest because of the pandemic. It was the strangest recording process ever. I mean, between when I recorded things ain't always what they seem. And when I recorded the last song I recorded was um, love for sale. There's mm-hmm. like four years in between oh, right. that. Yeah. That's the time that explains the, the variety of, of musicians on the record. Yeah. Um, just because it was recorded in three different places and it was a very uh, piecemeal, the recording process. Right. Um, next time I'm just going to bring my, my road band into the studio. We'll be in the same room at the same time and right. we'll do old school, you know? Yep. 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 So uh, most of it was recorded. It looks like in Connecticut somewhere. Is that right? 
That's correct. Not yeah, exactly uh, the home of the blues, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Um, especially there. I mean, it's my, my guitar player, Chris Vitarello, uh, he, he built a studio out of his garage and he, um, he put his son, Danny, through, uh, through Berkeley School of Music as an engineer. Right. So uh, we went over and recorded one song just, you know, and I loved the sounds I was getting. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm really happy with the way it went. It was very relaxed. I've known Chris my entire life. So. Right, 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 right. So um, I think you released uh, Lost My Mind as, as kind of the single to precede the album. Why did you choose that? I went to my mama's house and said, boy, you don't look the same. You've been walking around here crazy. And that damn girl is to blame. Can't you see, baby? label's decision and and it was just a um up tempo swinging tune um it's pretty indicative of of the the up stuff on the record right he's got some nice piano who's a jesse o'brien playing on that that's jesse that. yeah there's i've got three piano players on the record um the the one uh brooks milgate is my 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 road piano player right and i found him late in the process um He's the most salacious piano player I've ever I've ever known. Right. That, that's him playing on things and always what they seem, right? Yeah, and him playing on um, on uh, uh, Need for Speed as well. He's got that. He's got a jackhammer of a left hand. <laughs> so when you're working with these guys and you're the producer, how much direction do you give? Do they take? Do you just let them play? Do you give them a little like oh a little more of this, a little of that? How does it work with you? That's how that the last thing you said, a little bit more of this. I'll give them a general idea of what I want to hear. Yeah. And, um, and uh, a lot of these guys have, have known and played with me for so long that, um, uh, that they, once I give them direction, um, we're good. Right. Right. And for yourself. So how do you know that you got your take, right? Your vocal, your harmonica, whatever it is that you're playing or singing at the time. I, I don't. I don't until I hear <laughs> until I hear playback. Right. Um, you know, once I hear playback, I make adjustments to microphones or amps or whatever I have to do. Um, sometimes I'll hit. I mean, I know my rig. Yeah. Uh, um, I know my rig. So, but um, once I I make adjustments, it's usually pretty spot on. Right. I have a tune called "Funky Little Club" in Decatur. That sounds like a, a real place and a real time. Is it a real story? Just a funky little club on the cable to let it all hang out. It is. Um, it's a uh, it's a place on the corner of Decatur and Bienville. Um, I, I was in the house band there down in New Orleans uh, right. when I played with Yvonne Helm. 
It was Levon Helms Classic American Cafe. It was right there on Decatur. Right. If you've been in New Orleans, it was Kitty Corner from the House of Blues. Right. Uh, Levon asked us to be the um, the house band at his club on Decatur Street. So right. I dropped everything and I moved to New Orleans. And the song is about that club. Right. Um, it was a great place. It was a magical place. Uh, um, New Orleans is where my heart is. I, I'm, uh, it's my favorite place in the world. Um, right. There's no other place like it. Yep, uh, yep. Yeah, I, I went there once, and uh, and I, you can probably tell from my accent, I'm American, so I was coming back to the States to visit, and uh, uh, we were meeting up in New Orleans, because we are going to see Nick Cave, I think it was, but yeah. I arrived early morning, it was like a Monday morning at 5 a.m., I'm in the airport, and this was a few years back, The fr I swear, the first person I saw walking out of the airport was a very dapper-looking Alan Toussaint. <laughs> I was like, That's holy crap, <laughs> I'm here, I'm in the right place, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's fantastic so yeah it's a, it is a good town <laughs> uh, so uh, um now you, you mentioned levon helm uh and it's interesting because I, I have a new flatmate and I, I was entered she's a big robbie robertson fan and i was like she and i said well you you need to talk about when you're talking about robbie you need to read about levon's side of things as well because i showed her the last waltz and all that uh, he interesting yeah. character isn't he levon um Levon was the uh, the most important musical uh, figure in my life. You know, right. He he, uh, he everything changed. Um, uh, when we were down there, we were probably down there for about a year, and then um, the club closed its doors. There was some kind of it was New Orleans stuff. There was some hinky land grab, real estate stuff. Yeah. Um, so then he brought us on the road and we were his band for six or seven years. Um, and uh, he was, he was fantastic. Uh, the, the lessons I learned with him uh, will last me for the rest of my life. Um, and was he um, open? Was he happy to share those lessons? Absolutely. He was, he is the guy that he, what you hear on the record, that's pretty much him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, that, that was him. Uh, he was just a good old boy from Turkey Scratch, Arkansas, <laughs> who grew up listening to Pat Curtis playing with Sonny Boy Williamson. And you weren't going to tell him any different that, yep. that, you know, yep. that was the way he was. Um, very generous of, of information and you name it, generous to a fault. Right, um, right, right. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. I, mean, I saw the band many times over the years and <laughs> it was always great. The thing is, the first concert I ever saw was my dad brought me to the Palace Theater in Albany, New York, to see the band. And it was the reunited band when yep. Richard was alive. You know, and the Kate brothers were playing with yep. that. Yeah, And uh, so, you know, he'd been a hero of mine. And it's it's such a revelation when your heroes meet your expectations. Yeah, you know? yeah. Been a dick, you know, the same thing goes with James Cotton. Yeah. Um, He's the reason I play harmonica and he turned out to be better than, you know, how I had already worked him up in my head to be this giant, you know, and he was, you know. Cool. Yep. yep that's all right. Yeah. Now uh, getting back to your record, you have, I'm almost afraid to ask this. Uh, you have a, a tune called who robs a musician. I'm hoping that's not based on uh, any kind of experience, but it probably is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you pull in to West Memphis. For a bite to eat 
Park the van, get some chicken and some cornbread and a little sweet tea. You can tell by the Chevy that my wallet ain't heavy. Still got dents from the last three collisions. I gotta ask myself, what kind of song, bitch, rhymes and musician? Every road band out there probably shares that experience, you know. You're driving around in this big van, basically with a neon sign on the back saying, rob me, you know. Really? So so we we stopped in West Memphis um, after doing the King Biscuit Blues Festival. And uh, we just stopped for lunch and they they got everything. They stole all my merchandise. Man. They stole like 300 CDs. I don't know what they're going to do with them, you know. (laughs) We checked all the dumpsters in the area. Right. <laughs> yeah. Can, you, can you imagine? Like, what? Oh, did they get your gear as well? They got no. The, the good, good thing that time they did not. We had some gear stolen in Chicago, but right the, in West Memphis, they they took um a couple. They took a Kindle, and they got us. They got us for some. Uh, they got us for all my merch, all my T-shirts, all my CDs. It was in one big suitcase, and they took it all. That's insane. <laughs> Man, it sucks though. It's tough out there. Is is the road any different now than it was, say, pre-COVID? Uh, no, it's the same. Same. Although um, club attendance is down, you know, right? People get used to staying at home. And yep. It's hard. You know, it's hard to get them back out. Yep. 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 But uh, no, nah, it's same, same, same. But I, I'm a I'm a big hot rod guy, right? You know. I've been out to the Salt Flats, so Burt Monroe is a personal hero of mine. Oh, right. Yeah. Burt's, Burt's a, it's a hero of mine. It is Indian. <laughs> you know, it's a fantastic movie, but going out to um, Wendover in the Salt Flats, you, you get a real idea of who he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Now, I was curious, when you're talking about guitars, so you're mainly a harmonica player. Are there like classic harmonicas, like there are guitars that people are if you get a hold of an old one there but the thing is you know it's it's a um they only last you know those reeds are only lasting for so long yeah they but just wear out old cases and somehow work it but yeah they're more more antiques than anything else gotcha <laughs> Very unfortunately good. But if you find one that say little Walter used, you might want to hang on. To it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Very good. Well, it sounds like it's all happening. Uh, good luck with the record and release day and all that. And I, I assume you're hitting the road after that. Yeah, we're uh, we're going down to Florida. Uh, we're going to go to e- go right straight down the East Coast, down to Florida, and then back up. And then uh, we're we're probably going to be out for like three months. Yeah. You know, with, with breaks here and there, but it's going to be a it's going to be a whirlwind tour. All right, sell these records. Gotcha. All right. Well, maybe you can hit the Byron Bay Music Blues Fest next year, and uh, we'll oh. see you down this way then. Alrighty. All righty. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You too. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Bye bye.